when I was looking the other day over the scriptures and it had this whole thing about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and then offer no resistance, I'm thinking, wow, he's really asking us to stretch ourselves. And as I was reflecting in my own life, I was thinking about the neighborhood I grew up in. Now, the neighborhood I grew up in was predominantly Christian, probably about equal Catholics and Protestants, maybe, maybe a few more of us because we had bigger families than they did. But it was a nice neighborhood, and there were two Jewish families in the neighborhood. And I'll never forget one time my mother was having a group of people over for brunch after the Sunday services, and <clears throat> she invited the, na the Jewish people to come over. And they were dear friends, and so my mother showed me she, what she had made, and I said, Mom, you've invited Jewish people and you're serving ham. And she said, oh, I've got to call Charlotte. I have to call her right now. So she calls Charlotte, and she says to Charlotte, Charlotte, I am so sorry. I'm hoping you will come. I forgot all about the fact that you were Jewish, and I made ham. And Scarlett said, Carol, nobody's that Jewish anymore. <laughs> and so they came over, and they all had ham and had a great time. But in life, we're taught to hike down this path. In the path, there are all kinds of things that we have to go through in our lives. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. And I was remembering the fact we had a, a couple in the neighborhood who um, probably shouldn't have moved into the neighborhood because they didn't seem to like kids. And our neighborhood had lots and lots of kids in it. And we had a bicycle path. And the bicycle path cut the corner of their property. And they made us move the bicycle path. And everybody's like, oh, that's horrible. I can't believe they're doing that. And I can remember some of the dads said, it's okay. We'll just cut out the woods a little bit and you'll be able to get right through it. But then nobody liked them from that moment on. And, you know, we never saw them. They never came out of their house. And so it was, the four, it was Halloween. And my dad got a phone call. And they said, Mr. Gartland, your boys our toilet papering in our yard and soaping our windows. And my dad said, I don't think that's my son's doing that. He said, it is. Now, I didn't know my brother was going to be here at Mass today, but he's sitting right over there. <laughs> Thank you, Jim, for coming. You're a great, you know, part of it. And myself. And <clears throat> so um, my dad said, I don't think it is because it can't be one of my children because the girls are off and Dan and Jim are in the den watching TV with me. So it's not my kids. And he didn't know what to do. I mean, not my dad. My dad knew what to do, say nothing now, you know. But the guy just said, said oh, well, okay. I'm, I'm telling you that because in our life, we do, it's not always a huge thing. It's not always a life and death thing you're going through. But it's little irritations you have with your next door neighbors or with your family members. And Jesus in our gospel is very clearly saying, let it go. Don't carry it on forever because you can't change the world, but you can change your own self and maybe help your neighbors and your family become a better image of Christ. That's what this gospel is telling us. It's telling us to live our life to the best of our ability and to be kind and to be charitable and to be loving to those people around you. Why? because that's why Jesus Christ came and suffered and died for us, to make the world a better place. Now, 
telling you all of that, I also need to tell you that there's other great things you can do to make your life a little easier. And this weekend, we're giving a little push for the Christ Renews His Parish. And this is the longest-running parish in the United States for, that, for Christ Renews His Parish. So that's something its own. I have been the spiritual director for different groups of men and women at over 45 different retreats. And I will tell you, at every single one of them, whether it was men or women, it was profitable for people. It was profitable for people because it aligned people with people like themselves, who they could challenge each other to become our very best, not for ourselves, but for the world, for Christ, and for the church. So today, as you think about this, think about the fact that we are called to make the world a better place. I was shocked this morning. I got a text from somebody that there was a bishop in Los Angeles that was shot and killed yesterday, um, and he was considered the, the bishop of the peacemakers. And so here he, this was a man who was called a peacemaker who was gunned down in daybreak, one o'clock in the afternoon. And why did he do it? because we're called to make the world a better place. So let us today make sure that no matter the cost, we are all following Jesus. And in doing that, we're making ourselves stronger in faith, and we're making the world a better place in which to live.